Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour, Season 3. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. How was your summer, Laird? It was warm. It's still warm. (laughs) It's August in Texas. It's hot. Yeah. You know, it it was really enjoyable to take that time off. It it allowed to re... I have a lot of fun doing these shows. However, it allowed this, like, gap of, like, my mind has kind of reset. I, I think we were running out of ideas of... I mean, we never run out of ideas, but it's almost like, all right, I can only talk to you so much. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> what about you? How was your summer? It was good. I uh, actually took a vacation in June, which, you know, people sometimes joke that I don't ever take vacation, but that's not true. I did. Um, that was nice. There's been some... I've done some travel, gone to some shows, met some agents. Um, so that's been really nice. And, and you know, ITC certainly has not sat back and done nothing. No, absolutely. Uh, You've fact, been busy. Every, everybody's been busy. And I can tell you for a fact that, uh, you know, the last season opener, we had news yep. that we had made an acquisition of Assurance Systems or AccuAuto. Mm-hmm. And this season, we opened <laughs> that ITC made an acquisition of uh, Smart Harbor. So and is this going to become a pattern every every break, season break, we're going to have an announcement that we come back with hopefully we start having like all these episodes or we have five season ep- or five episode seasons and just have them back to back to back no <laughs> uh, no I, it wasn't planned that way it just it, it worked out that way and then it was just convenient it's like hey i'm kind of free let's go ahead and start recording again <laughs> things have slowed down now that you you're done with an acquisition you can Correct. Come back to the podcast. And, uh, you know, yeah, kids are in school. Uh, people are off, uh, you know, no longer, you know, it's really great. Like the difference between whenever kids are in school and not mm-hmm. is really fantastically different when you look at lunch. Right. Because you go to lunch like during business hours and during the summer, there's kids all over the place. And there's, you know, balls are filled and restaurants are filled. And the second that school starts up, traffic gets better. And <laughs> at lunchtime, <laughs> at lunchtime. In the morning, the traffic's worse. Yes, exactly. Because everybody's back into it. But so, yeah, summer, I, you know, summer's officially over in my opinion no. i i know it's not calendar wise and all that. well i mean summer being over like um means it's one of my favorite times of year when oktoberfest beers come out and one of my my favorite seasonals is a summer beer and now i can't find it on the shelf anymore because oktoberfest is out i'm like it is still 100 degrees outside <laughs> i am not ready for oktoberfest beer yet I'm, i need my summer ale back uh, earlier this week, I was in Boston, and being in Boston up there, you you get up in the morning and it's you know low sixties, and then it gets up to a high of like seventy eight. Mm-hmm. And I call people here, and they're like, "Yeah, it hit a hundred and seven. It's on." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." I, so, but up there, it's starting to turn fall. Well, because it's up in the northeast. <laughs> you know, geography matters. Yes, it's still hot down here in Texas, folks. Leave your summer hills out longer. Uh, that's that's what you should call and say it's like leave them out or send all the remainant summer ales down south right dear beer distributors if you have any summer ales left on your (laughs) shelves just send it to texas thanks we'll pick it up (laughs) we'll drink it all Mm. well it's uh it's cool to be back doing this though yeah i'm excited um you know it's it's fun recording these every week. I think, and um, you think I I know, <laughs> and you know it's 
it, it while well, having the time to focus on other things was nice. Having the break was nice. It's it's fun getting back into this again. Yeah, the the uh, teaser that we did last week was an absolute crapshoot. <laughs> 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 I gotta, you know, getting back on the bike can be a challenge the first time. <laughs> You gotta remember how it goes. I think I think we needed safety helmets and pads and knee pads and and wrist guards and, and we needed training wheels on yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I needed something in the back holding onto my seat so I wouldn't pop over. <laughs> uh, well, you know, one of the things I am looking forward to in this season is um, we we have more mics. We and, do. And yes. so actually we're going to be getting more people and I am working on having it set up so that we can do phone calls. Yay! Yeah, it's uh, about all the stuff that needs uh, so that we can actually hook it up to the phone system and then we can have phone calls and we can have guests. And uh, We had guests before, but they were always in person. We couldn't do phone calls. But that's kind of the fun part of Insurance Happy Hour is that you have to have guests in the office that's so true. that you can actually you know, force liquor down their throat. <laughs> we would never force liquor down anybody's throat. Disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's an audio. Yeah, no. <laughs> they don't know, I'm sure. All right. Uh, so what do you got this week? Okay. So a couple weeks ago, Windhaven Insurance um, announced a challenge, a new game plan um, that they're calling Touch It, Take It. Did you see this? No. It sounds like a self-help book, though. <laughs> No. Wait, touch it and take it? Touch it, take it is the name of this game plan that they put together. So, uh, Grand Larceny. No. Touch it and it's mine? Take it? All right. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Sort of. So, they're challenging independent agents in Florida and Texas to compete for free leads inside their insure station, which is their digital distribution platform for converting sales and managing auto insurance policies. Okay. Um, So, it says in, in the announcement, touch it, take it leads are... Available at no cost to local independent agents who actively write business for Winhaven and host a clutch insurance e-commerce banner on their website. Um, this banner is free for local agents, and even better, Winhaven offers free online leads to those agents with clutch insurance to help them sell more online. Um, here's how the game works. Okay. Winhaven sources leads through different online marketing efforts. Agents are then notified inside InsureStation of a free lead via the Touch It, Take It feature. The first agent to click or touch the lead wins the lead. They, Whoever wins that lead gets their contact information immediately so that they can call or text to help the consumer finalize their online auto insurance policy. Hmm. And it says, in the past, when Haven has purchased leads, it says free leads, but they, they paid for them and then gave them for free to agents. Um who visited their lead center, but despite email alerts and text notifications, agents failed to act fast enough on the leads, which cost Winhaven conversions and a return on their investment. All right, there's there's a lot of it. There's a lot to unpack on on all of this. Yeah. First of all, eh, just write yourself a screen scraping bot to automatically click the lead the second it shows up, and then you can you can monopolize all the leads. There's a little hint. However, <clears throat> the other part of that that is interesting is that they admitted that agents are horrible at sales and marketing. Mm. That's and you know, we've talked about it on the show before. And I, I spoke to someone just this week that 
agents are really good at being insurance agents. Yeah. Very few are good at marketing and even fewer are good at business. Right. And this is exactly what some, you know, automated marketing platforms that are available to the insurance industry really push is that you can have leads that are touched immediately. Yes. You can have a lead come in from whatever source and it can be touched immediately. It can even have comparative rates in that. Mm -hmm. That's what this is really going after. Yeah. Because we see this every day. And they admitted they were getting leads, they're buying leads, and they were giving them away for free. And agents weren't picking them up. They were just laying fallow. Now they're, they're gamifying this by saying, by being there... And being active and proactive will do that. Mm-hmm. And really, we've seen a lot of agencies, market access providers, lead aggregators who've done this type of model where they say, you have done, you know, your, your close ratio is X. Mm-hmm. Your time to lead acquisition is Y. And put those factors together. We're going to give you more leads versus someone else having so less lead leads. Banking. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and the key with... Online leads that I think is is where insurance agencies lag a little bit is how quick you are to respond. Yes. Right? Well, I mean, that, that's a failure of a lot I mean, of companies. It's, it's, yeah. it's businesses in general, right? Um, but but just from what we see and what we've experienced, I know you we've experienced this self ourselves as a company. You know, we asked for quote and it. We went days, weeks without hearing anything. Correct. Then I had my experience. I mean, it, yeah. it's there's you, you are absolutely correct. This happens up and down. This happens outside the insurance industry, in the insurance industry, and it is a problem that is across the board. Right. And it is amazing that agencies are not grasping that. Because I'll talk to agencies and they say, Yeah, I've got a twenty percent close ratio, which, you know, is okay. Mm-hmm. However, I tell them that yeah. They have a 45% close ratio consistently. Right. And they're like, well, how do they do that? Follow up. They call. Well, I don't, or they call, they email. They, they, but, you know, studies have shown your chance of closing a lead drops drastically after an hour after it comes in. And if you wait 24 hours, oh, yeah. But it's, it's, it goes even, it, it's minuscule. It's the law of diminishing intent. Right. Because as, you know, they, I tell people all the time. I tell our sales team this. I tell agents this is no one is ever kicking the tires. Right. Okay. You know the hell that you're getting yourself into if you go to an insurance portal of some kind, agency, lead provider, carrier. People are willingly putting their information into these sites. Getting a quote or not, whatever, Mm -hmm. but they know that by putting that information in there, they're going to have their phone locked up for the next week of calls. Like I said, if you ever want to really get, get at an XX of yours, just put their name and number into an insurance lead aggregator site and they won't be able to use their phone for a month. Yep. Cause they're going to get lead calls, 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 calls. And the reality is, is that those leads got distributed to a lot of people and people are going, I, I get the leads or, you know, I, I can try this for the first hour. Well, right. everybody's calling during that first hour. They're the ones that aren't trying days afterwards. And so the law of diminishing intent in, indicates with these, these, they're not tire kickers. 
They knew what they were doing by putting their information in there. So they're expecting something. They put themselves through the hassle of dealing with insurance. That's what the world thinks. Mm -hmm. So obviously they have a pain. Obviously they have something that they need and their world fixed. And so there's nobody ever just kicking the tires. Right. And agents that sit there and they don't follow up in one, two days. And, you know, there's a, there's a bell curve to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, an auto lead, if you haven't touched it in four days, it's zero chance. I mean, it really just goes completely dead. Right. But you really only have those first 24, 48 hours to do anything. And you've got to be contacting constantly in there. Um, I remember Everquote, no, not Everquote, I'm sorry, Velocify did a study that I don't, it's, it's been a few years, but what they did is they went and submitted their leads to every major carrier, mm-hmm. every major lead aggregator, and they counted the number of times that they were contacted, followed up, timeframes, and it was abysmal. Yeah. And, you know, but the people, there were people that were just ultra aggressive, but there were some people that just did nothing. So, yeah. um, so I see exactly where they're taking this, this study. Um, have you seen much reaction of, of what people think about that? I, I hadn't really, this was, this was, you know, still relatively new. Well, one of the things I like about that, and I really like that. First of all, I do know that Winhaven is a very technology advanced company. They, they really, their clutch analytics program and, yep. and what they're doing is definitely something that they've, they've been you know, progressively working on technology wise. However, while that's okay, what is stellar and what I'm really happy about when Haven and what they're doing is that they're driving leads for their agents. They are involved. They are getting involved in this process. Too many times we have carriers who are in the industry there. There's no names to name because it's almost too, too uh, plentiful to, to run down a list. Too many times they walk into an agent's office and they say, well, your production's down with us. You're not writing a lot of business with us, you know, and a lot of times that's where the question's in, right? Instead of asking, how can we help you? Mm-hmm. How can, how can we be a partnership? We're a carrier and agency and the agency could go, well, you know, I'm getting these leads, but I'm not closing really well. Well, maybe there could be some sales training. Maybe there's some marketing automation that they could do. Maybe it's some um, flyers or something that can engage the consumer and it's only going to benefit agencies and carriers. Right. And a lot of times are just carriers are self-serving. They just, they go, well, Hey, you know, you're not producing for us. So, you know, we're going to cut your commission, which is, is counterintuitive. Right. Why don't you reinvest? Why don't you look at your agency base as an investment? Well, it's, it's their marketing arm, right? It's their marketing and their sales arm because the first thing that gets cut always is marketing. Correct. Right. When really, when, you know, things are, are, Harder because maybe there's a recession happening. Which <laughs> did you see that news last week? <laughs> yeah, coming to a theater near you. I know. Um, or you know, just revenue might be down for a quarter. Instead of cutting marketing, that's when you need to really push your marketing. Double and, down on exactly, it. but not just double down on everything. You got to double down on what is working, right? Which is why I could go down this whole tangent. This is a whole separate episode. <laughs> But this is why it is important to know where all your leads are coming from and what marketing efforts are actually driving 
business for you, which what is helping you drive new leads, what is helping you retain your business. So when you're faced with, okay, I've got to cut some expenses somewhere, you know, okay, this marketing stuff is not really doing much for me right now. I can drop this, but I'm going to move it and put it over here in these things that are working and doing things for me. Correct. Again, that businesses are not sales and marketing focused, right. that they do not understand that sales is what is the engine that drives a company. A lot of, you know, a lot of times we'll sit there and say, um, service and support and, and all that type of stuff. And remember what you always famously say is that, uh, service is not a, whatever, uh, what is it that, uh, oh, man. everything is marketing. No, that, uh, uh, Service is not a differentiator. It's not. Oh, it's a, not a differentiator. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not something that you're. You should sit there and say we have stellar service and support. That's everybody says that. that How does that make you different? I, exactly, but also that should be expected. Right. You should be expected to provide good service and good support. And so when you think of like a car, I like to do the car analogies, but the engine is what moves the car forward. The service and support is what keeps that car rolling down the road. Right. And make sure you have your tires and your oil and your transmission fluid and your brakes. All that is making sure that the car is heading down the road. But it's the engine. Sales is the engine driving the car forward. And whenever uh, you you lose your engine or you stop investing in your engine and then all of a sudden it dies and then you're just coasting and you're going to coast to a stop and then that's it. Yeah. See it all the time. And we hear it, we see it in our business all the time because we, um, we offer marketing, rating, and management systems. Well, the first thing someone gets rid of whenever their mar- whenever their um, agency is kind of in a little bit of apparel is their marketing. Yeah. Because they go, well, my website, it's getting a few leads, but you know, but if you take your website down or you stop your email marketing, all of a sudden, what's happening is you are stopping that inbound flow. And then, so then you're static from that point forward and you're still going to have to grow the book of business, but now you have no tools to actually make that happen. Well, even worse, you don't have any, any online proof to show that you're an actual business. What is the first thing you do? Let's say as all agencies like to say, they get their business, new business from referrals. Yeah. We've talked about this, right? So Laird, I have a great agent for you. You know, go call, you know, X insurance agency. They're going to help you with your, your car insurance. What's the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to call them? No. No. You're going to Google them. Correct. Then you're going to look for their website. And what if what if you, they don't have a website because they cut, they're cut cutting costs? Or their website's down. Or their website's down. Or, or yeah. it, it looks really old and outdated and doesn't really say much. I, Are you going to call them? No. Even though I referred that to you? No. No. no I'm going to question you. Exactly. And – um, you know, I did that that study that used a lot of data about how your retention rate is misleading you. Right. It's a very long, hard seminar that I do when I do that <laughs> it, it, for both me and the crowd. But yep. whenever I go that, you know, your retention rate is misleading is that there's a point, there's a preposis where your number of your referrals do not outpace your, your churn. Right. So whenever you look at a business, there's really four components of retention. There's going to be churn, which is people that left you no coming back. 
downsell is they had one policy and they got a lower price policy, but you kept the business. Mm -hmm. Upsell, yay, is whenever you get an existing customer, cross sell them, either give them, you know, um, a new policy, upgrade their policy, whatever it is. And then you have new or bookings. Mm -hmm. You have new sales. And so generally, you know, on the broad strokes, most businesses, they're upsell and they're downsell. So to actually cancel each other out. Right. So then you start looking at churn. And these are the ones that just you lose and they're gone forever. Well, that's the reality of it is they're going to leave, you know, come to you for a dollar, going to leave you for a dollar. And, you know, all let's have all those little pictures in the hallways that say, <laughs> you know, it takes a lifetime to, to gain a customer, a moment to lose it. Yep. It, it, all these little cliches that go into this. Sure. Great. Fantastic. But in the end, there's a point where your new sales does not outpace your churn. And that whenever you hit that point, you need to invest in marketing. Right. You have to grow that because the second that that's going on and you could have a great retention rate, you could have a 95, 96% retention rate. But when your book grows to a certain amount, all of a sudden your, your losses will actually outpace your new ones. And then you'll be sliding, even though you have a 95, 96% retention rate. Right. Boy, but can you imagine doing that speed, <laughs> doing that whole thing with Excel documents? And like, this is an advanced, advanced one. I you got to love it. <laughs> hold on to your seats. You know how many Excel sheets I use every day? Yeah. A lot. Uh, I, you know, Excel's fun. I, I like Excel, but there's a point where I just, I'd rather use a database. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I, I really conceptually work with databases a lot better than I do with Excel documents. And really, Excel documents are just miniature databases on different tabs. Yeah. You know, each tab is a different table. You can cross-link the tables and all that type of stuff. So it, it, it really is a it's a database of its own. I just love the query language. I like being able to say, select this from that and cross-join it with this. You know. Yeah, see, that's way beyond me. <laughs> It's it's the more nerd developer. I mean, I was I was trying I was trying to revise a spreadsheet recently, and this has nothing. I mean, it, anyway, um, to to add some new data. You into, didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> to add some new data into a spreadsheet report that I I use all the time, um, and. I had to get help to to revise that query because I couldn't do it. I, I tried, like I, I tried just playing with it because I'm always like, try first on your own, and then if you can't do it, then ask for help. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't do that by myself. You know, you're talking about uh, using Excel and and understand the business, like um, you know, Win Haven is trying to do here. Is there's a lot of tools out there for agents to understand their analytics. You know, they're built into raters and management systems. You got Vertifor was our agency platform or whatever that is. Uh, Epic has those dashboards. There's a lot of analytics. I'm just, I'm not finding a lot of agents actually using them and, and, and really capitalizing on the, the sheer amount of competitive and business intelligence that are in those documents. Right. It, it's the, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk more about this season is actually analytics mm. is have a couple episodes about analytics and how they can be used and, you know, go, go a little bit down some of these rabbit trails because I think that a lot of agents are needing it. Yeah, I agree. And we can do that. I'll find some 
I can find some. I can find some stuff. It's not always has to be you. Yeah, you know? it does. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. You want to <laughs> yeah. do it one week? Give well, me a break. That's one fine. week. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the one week I did it, it turned into a two week episode. That's true. It did. <laughs> it's just so much information. I think it was one of our more popular ones of season two. Wasn't it? Oh, I try. Yeah. Man, anyway, there's a coming how, soon to a insurance happy hour episode near you. However, it's um, it, it's. I, I love press releases and these types of things. They just put a whole bunch of keywords and all that type of stuff in there. It's it's like, oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. But, uh, so um, you had a nice little write-up on LinkedIn from... Uh, Seth Nagel. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, w- I was really surprised. I mean, I'm not that he had to reach out to tell me he was doing it. He just tagged me in it when he published it. And I was like, oh, look, look at that. And he is a apparently a big fan of insurance happy hour. So hi, Seth. Well, uh, every, hi, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you were the marketing genius. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> now, um, we, I actually had quite a few people over the summer say that they missed the show. Yeah. And we, you and I talked about doing a midsummer, a midsummer episode yeah. just to, you know, throw a little surprise out there. But uh, it didn't work out. Didn't Got work a little busy. Yeah, things things happened. Um, but it's you know it's interesting because as soon as we took our break, you know, some more podcasts came out onto the airwaves, and so that that's been interesting for me yeah because I'm you know I'm a big uh, consumer of all insurance content that I can. Does does that make you feel kind of ooky inside? <laughs> What <laughs> they, they just like? I'm, a, I enjoy like I get some pleasure of some form listening to insurance podcasts. It's not that I get pleasure; it's more just I want to know what's being said in this industry. Yeah, that's fair, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm going to consume um, any content that I can just to hear that. That's how I keep tabs of what agents are saying and what's important to agents and you know, what, what carriers are saying, like how I find content for us to talk about. Yeah. Right. Is, is I, I consume all that I can so that I am aware of what's happening because I can't do my job if I don't know those things. Yeah. Not to mention this podcast would be very boring. Without <laughs> Maybe not boring. Oh, oh no, it would be much, much more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we just go down a lot of what I mean. a lot of rabbit trails. Yeah, we we would we'd have to slap a uh, rated R on it and, uh, <laughs> and publish it in the red light district of Spotify. Oh, goodness, <laughs> but no, um, it, it's uh, there, you're right. There have been a few more podcasts that have come out, and you know that a lot of them are very dry. Yeah. They, they really try to be dry and they got to realize that there's, there needs to be personality. Yeah. There needs to be personality is that really we're all people in this industry. And you know, if we walk up to someone and like, I know you on the podcast and then they act completely different than that. They're on the podcast. Then yeah. It's like, well, maybe that's not as genuine as you. Yeah. Like to someone say. said to me the other day, um, you know, I've known you for years, but I didn't know you had such a sense of humor. Where do you get that from? Like, oh my gosh, then you really didn't know me, did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've heard the same thing, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm actually somewhat funny at times. So, okay, well, thank you. Like, if you didn't realize I had a sense of humor, was like that I someone did, here? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, <laughs> then you really didn't know me, did you? <laughs> wow, yeah. you are the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. 
I, I have been known to have some RBF, I realize. Yes, you know. I'll own it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so what are you uh, doing this weekend, the first weekend of – all right, now. I'm asking a dumb question. I'm, I'm, it's it's fun. It's fun to ask the question. <laughs> um, I don't think I have anything planned, which will be good because it's been a crazy few weeks for me with mm-hmm. a lot happening over the weekend. So it'll be nice to um, yeah. maybe catch up on some other things I've been meaning to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really my, my goal is to kind of enjoy the last few weeks of summer. Yeah. Because I thought you said summer was over. Well, the, the last few weeks of what I consider summer, because at the end of August, um, really the September, October, uh, trade show is just explodes. And I, I think I'm gone like every single week, not the whole week, but parts of it. Yeah. And I, I have been actively working to diminish the amount of time that I'm on the road because I like you to have think, been, I, I, I have been. Yes. And it just the September, October, it's why I take my little break in, in November. November. Yeah. And, uh, we'll have to, yeah, I, I was thinking about, uh, um, doing uh, putting a whole bunch of episodes in the can and doing a full month of vacation again, <laughs> but I don't think that's possible these days anymore, Probably not. but, uh, much more difficult. Well, Becky, it's uh, it's been fun back uh, doing this back with you. I, I have missed it, and I hope that uh, our listeners also um, have missed it as well. Yeah, listeners, let us know what you think. Are you happy that we're back? Uh, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Here, I hope I, you are. I'll, I'll make a deal. I'll make you a deal. If you're happy that we're back on Twitter, use the hashtag. We're happy you're back. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish that. <laughs> oh, it, it involved four letter words. <laughs> We're happy you're back, you effers. <laughs> Let, yeah, let's leave off that last part. Yeah. Uh, um, you can also tweet with the hashtag insurance happy hour or use that on LinkedIn too. You don't have to just be on Twitter. You can you can reach us on LinkedIn. We're both there. Yep. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe via your favorite podcast app. All right. Well, it's been a fun episode. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. I think that's it thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> we're still getting back in the saddle i feel more like i'm being dragged by a horse <laughs> my legs tied to the saddle <laughs> i'm being dragged and dropped through the dirt <laughs> through the dirt <laughs>